0: Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners, hear their stories. This is is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, this is Rebecca, and welcome to my first full episode. I want to talk to you a little bit about what this podcast is about and my decision to start talking about things. Um, I understand infidelity altogether is a controversial discussion, especially when it comes to women straying in the relationship. Basically, years ago, I cheated on my husband, and we are no longer married, of course. But when it happened back then, I really felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to. I felt very isolated. Um, You know, I wished that I'd had somebody to confide in and talk to about what I had done wrong. And there wouldn't be any judgment. Because of course, Judgment is the first thing people do when they hear about it. They don't think, well, what was the bigger picture in the situation? Um, Everybody is very quick to judge. Um, By me doing this podcast, I am not condoning, uh, you know, cheating on anybody by any means. Um, But what it is, is I want to share my story and share stories of other women who have been in a cheating situation and how it resulted... Basically, at the end for them, what happened, uh, advice they may have, things like that. Um, And so basically, I'm welcoming stories from women who would like to share. Everything, of course, will be confidential as far as your name. You don't have to say who you are or where this all took place. And definitely no judgment. Uh, That's part of the reason why I want to do this. Because if you've been in this situation, you completely understand what I mean about being judged and put down. Um, So the goal here is to support other women. Um, Again, I'm not saying it's okay to go out and cheat, hey, go do all this stuff. But if a person is in a situation where they're feeling tempted to cheat, um, or they're stuck, hopefully, my story and other women's stories can just kind of help give them what they need to get out of it or what to do you know, things like that. Just, just know that they're not alone. If you happen to have a story that you want to share, please email me. My email is Rebecca truth at gmail.com. I have a confession to make. I am a cheater and I cheated on my husband, not once, but multiple times with multiple people over the course of several years I also have another confession. My name is not really Rebecca, but it is the name I'm going with while I do this podcast. So let's get started on how I was feeling and what was going on when I was cheating on my husband. Well, during that time frame, I almost became addicted to it. And uh, I didn't really have a support system because, I mean, you're not exactly proud of what you're doing, but um, I tried to go to therapy and I was told I was an excitement junkie and looking back, yeah, I can kind of see why the therapist said that. But as time has progressed and I have healed as much as I can, and I look at the aftermath from my ex-husband and how it affected my children and friendships and such, I know that there's a lot of other women out there who may be in a similar boat and maybe they're stuck. Maybe they don't know quite what to do. Uh, they're not real sure how to get out of it or maybe they're thinking about it. And, you know, it is an exciting, thrilling thing to be sneaky, but, you know, bottom line, at the end, it's a lot of times it's just not worth it. Uh, maybe for some it works out in their favor, but I wanted to be able to reach out and share my story and have other people share theirs as well. Um, So with this first full episode, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about my background and what happened to me. Um, As I wrote down a bunch of different things, I realized that there's a lot of information. So we'll see how much I can get done in this episode, and we'll probably carry on to the second episode while I finish my soap opera of a story, right? Well, I got married for the first time back when I was 18 years old. And of course, you know, right out of high school, you're on your own, you can do this. Of course, things were different back then. But, um, you know, it really was empowering to be on my own. And and this man and I were totally determined to get married, um, which was stupid because neither of us were grown up enough. But we did get married at a very young age and had our first child, well, our only child together um, when we were 21 years old. And a couple years later, he ended up committing suicide. Um, And there was a lot of sadness in his life from growing up. And unfortunately, there was a lot of Oh, I guess you could say I felt neglected in the relationship. He was more interested in his computer and his computer games and his buddies and doing other things. And, you know, now that I'm older, I can look back and see, you know, he just hadn't had that opportunity because we chose to get married so young. So I decided to move out, separate from him, and he took his life. Um, So, you know, boom. Boom. That was a big, hard thing to deal with at my age at that time, and for my three-year-old child as well. We uh, we did make it through, you know. I mean, it's been many, many years since then, but, you know, she's still hurt that she doesn't know her father. Um, about a month or so after he died, I was reaching out to some old friends, and I did reach out to a man who I had been close with as friends and I was telling him that you know what had happened and he was really really surprised. He was living with his girlfriend at the time and of course you know no problem let's get together as friends and do what we're going to do and kind of catch up. Well things kind of went from there and um, we ended up getting together just too fast and him and his girlfriend obviously broke up and a year later we were married. And a couple years after that, we had our first son, our first child, who's a son. Um, I look back and I remember this guy And in high school, I felt that what I was trying to really remember was who he was in high school, not who he'd become. Um, And I was trying to chase that person that I'd remembered, not the new person, the adult person, but... I managed to, you know, stick around and, um, you know, we had a decent life, but I'll be honest and say that our sex life was really not great because I really struggled with being attracted to him again, as a physical thing, I was not seeing the same person that I'd remembered, uh, from years previous. Um, and so I just really struggled with that. Well, We ended up relocating out of state and moving into a neighborhood and meeting some friends and neighbors and, you know, just kind of learning a new life. And, you know, some things started occurring with some of the neighbors. I'm not even 100% sure how it all got started, but we all decided to be buddies, we'd all go to dinner together, or people would hang out at each other's houses. Um, There was some inappropriate behavior that began. And I just don't even, like I say, remember exactly who did what, where, when. But one of the neighbors was always really pushy. And I avoided this person as much as I could, because it gave me the creeps i knew it was wrong and i didn't have real good self-confidence at the time um but you know there were comments made about my physical attributes or you know this person or that person and so you know as the goofiness continued and things started crossing the line um, about that same time, I had started losing weight and working out and my confidence was going up and I knew that. And I went ahead and allowed myself to feel a little bit vulnerable with this person and kind of give in. And of course, it just started with flirting or kissing and then it ultimately you know, ended up with inappropriate sexual behavior in his house or my house or wherever we could find it to be. And, you know, around everybody, we could act like we were just annoyed neighbors, but nothing was, you know, um, really said about it. Um, the joke in the neighborhood with all of our friends was that we were all swingers, but we weren't. And there was hot tubbing involved And, you know, and again, as I can look back, because right hindsight's 2020. And I'm not blaming my husband at the time for any of this, because I had a choice. um, But I almost felt pushed to get involved. Like, You know, come on, everybody's taking off their clothes, get naked in the hot tub or, you know, this or that. And one neighbor would be reaching across with her foot and stroking my husband's nutsack or, you know, all these different things. Or one neighbor would be drunk and she'd flash somebody or this and that. So, you know, it just ended up getting a little crazy and out of hand and get away with it with this guy. And he makes me feel good about myself, but at the same time, not. But I guess just the, the rush, the chase, the excitement that one feels when they're getting involved with somebody before things, you know, level out and become real life and stagnant, the typical life that we all get. Um, I started reaching out at that time on MySpace, good old MySpace. And I would just friend these men that I thought were cute. And, of course, they'd get back to me, and we'd start talking. And, you know, I would do it so that they were... Or or find people that were not too close, but not too far away. So, you know, maybe in a couple of cities away or whatever, and I could make up an excuse to go to that town by myself and get away with it. I mean, time went by, um, and, you know, I would consider you know i would meet these people you know i would meet them in person a couple of times and then i would go be in a car with them in some woods you know and i'm a big crime person so you know that you know there's risks involved but i wasn't thinking that i felt that i could trust them um same with like um you know stds and things like that i tried to be as careful as possible but come on you know in the heat of the moment sometimes you're just not um i would go to motels and this part still i think back and it scares the hell out of me as to what i was doing i would go to motels with these men that i don't know that were much bigger than me and something tragic could have happened and nobody would have known and i didn't think anything of it i just ignored it um you know, I didn't consider consequences. I didn't consider anything. I just wanted to continue doing it. And like I said, it became like a major addiction. Um, there was a situation that had taken place hmm, probably about two years, maybe one year before all of this went down when I got caught. Um, I was, uh, invited to go to a, birthday party at a bar and there was this man there and I knew what I was capable of and it's kind of funny even when you're married and even if they're married but they like to troll a little bit you there's like these signals that you can kind of pick out knowing that you're gonna be um, able to connect with this person within you know reason and could you know potentially cross that line so after that party, of course, what did I do? I found him online and it got pretty hot and heavy for me. Um, but I think my husband at the time was starting to pick up that perhaps I was maybe developing feelings for him. Not in the sense that he knew that, but he could tell my distraction, my lack of contentment, um, my distractions and all those things were not... Uh, the way that they were. And he could read me because he he knew me well. And um, something in my gut told me I needed to tell him. And I did. And I'll never forget the expression on his face. And then the children coming in. And the pain in my daughter's eyes. I don't know and I don't think my son knew really about it. And I don't even think to this day he's really aware of that situation. I mean he's he's aware of later on, but he's not fully aware of, I think that earlier time. Um, but I felt that being honest with him and being scared that I could scare myself straight. Um, and I mean, in my fantasy, I could just leave my entire life and go be with this person. But in reality, it's not that simple. When you have responsibilities, you have your children, you have your house, you have your jobs, there's expectations of you. You don't just walk away. It's not a television show. It's not a movie. It's not a Hallmark Channel movie by God. And you've got to, you know, really, uh, think about that. So, I watched him cry and cry and grieve and cry. And at that time, um, there was another man that was kind of involved. And we never really, um, we didn't, you know, we weren't really sexual or anything like that. But he had cheated on his wife previous. And he was still looking around and trying to get into things. But he wasn't going to have sex with anybody. He was mainly just looking for blowjobs. And, um... I remember talking with him and him telling me, you know, it's just going to take a long time for, you know, your husband to get through this. And I told the guy, you know what, you're right. And I don't really want to talk to you. And I swore off men other than my own husband. And I was not going to allow myself to get into any kind of situation again. And um, I went to therapy with my husband. We had marriage counseling and I sat there. And we spent a ton of money and a ton of time for me to prove to this man that I wanted to be with him. Even though my heart wasn't in it, I needed to do it because I had children. Um, I had already hurt this person. Why continue hurting this person? I swore off my neighbor and he, but he wouldn't go away. He would still harass me, um, constantly. And I would tell him, I said, no, I don't want to do this. And And, you know, I made it clear he hadn't been the only one, obviously, and, um, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. And I think as time went on and it took about, God, I don't know, eight months, nine months before my husband started kind of trusting me again. Um, and the guard kind of went down on him our life kind of returned back to normal sure enough i hooked up with the neighbor again over and over again <laughs> and again and um in the meantime i had told one person and she was um a lifelong friend and unfortunately in her life she had had a lot of struggles and you know she would look at me Like I had a very um, amazing life, which in all honesty, you look at things from outside. It it did, you know, we had the house, the jobs, the cars, the kids, you know, everything we ever wanted. And she was a fairly lonely person. She was a single mom. Um, She would get kind of uh, trapped Um, emotionally by strange men online and think it was a relationship when really they were just trying to scam her. And, uh, you know, for years she listened to me talk about all this stuff and she never really said a word uh, about it. She just listened and kind of grinned but never judged me or said anything bad. Um, I didn't realize, you know, that this was going to be weighing on her so much um, it was too much to ask of anybody. And, and, you know, my husband at the time, once things, you know, had been brought out to light, you know, made it clear, how could you put this person in this situation? So, um, as time went on, um, you know, I just didn't care about, you know, who it affected or anything like that. Um, so, I just went ahead and continued going back to my old habits mm. and um, this was about the time that I actually met my husband's friend. Um, it was an old friend of his and uh, he he was married and they came over and we all went to dinner and got to know each other, but um, after spending time with him, even in a group setting, I could pick up that vibe knowing that, you know, he could be somebody I could uh, see myself getting in trouble with, I guess you could say, and uh, it lasted for about a month. Um, I shared the details with my friend who, you know, still was listening to all my stupid choices and... um I mean, this man and I, you know, I really thought I was having feelings for him. I mean, we actually went around town as though we were a couple. Um, you know, I made up every excuse. And the bad part is, not just the only bad part, but one of many, was that I would use that friend to go to dinner with her or meet her for happy hour. But I would change the time on when I would meet her so that I could go see this guy who lived out kind of near her. And... um of course, you know, sex, doing all these things. And, uh, you know, it was a, like I was saying about a month into this situation that, um, my friend had just had enough and she just, she just couldn't take it. So, um, I think s- somewhere around that time, um, my husband actually might've reached out to her knowing that she was my best friend because he could tell that my behavior was changing again, that I was being very distant, that I was just pulling away even more, but yet denying it. And so he, I believe, um, might've reached out to her and she um, emailed him back or called him back and she just, told him the truth that yes I had been cheating uh, but I don't think at the beginning she said who I think she was just telling him that I had been doing these things and um, of course boom he contacts me and I at that point I think was on my way to go see this other guy And my husband called him and said, hey, my wife's been cheating on me. Do you know anything about it? And he's like, no, denied it. Um, I even met with this guy because I knew I was in so much trouble. And he had always told me, you know, he's not going to go anywhere. He'd be there for me and all that. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, push comes to shove. You know, when the shit really does hit the fan, he wasn't. He bowed out and that was that. So I headed home to face the music and it was brutal. It was very brutal to see my husband so angry and hurt and my children so upset and all I could do was get mad at him for being mad because I didn't know what else to do to protect myself. So I, of course, packed my bag as best as I could and, and left for that night and went and stayed with my mom and of course the next day I had to explain to my employer that I had gotten myself into some trouble and I needed to take the day off to uh, potentially contact a divorce attorney to find a place to live. I needed to figure out what the hell I was going to do because it all came down I mean I was hitting rock bottom and um so I, I Found a place. I moved along. Life any more than I had. I didn't want to drag him to some flea bag apartment. You know, I wanted them to be able to be in a house. I couldn't afford the house payment on my own, but my husband could. Um, I wanted them to be around their friends and all of that. Um, I thought that that I was making a good choice, um, and I had basically lost not just them, but everything else. I mean, he went to everybody, friends, family my family to try and um, win their, um, I don't know what the word would be. He basically wanted them to be aware of the things that I did. And then that way they could support him and kick me while I was down. And, you know, my close family, they weren't going to completely abandon me, but they all told me, Hey, you know what? You'll figure this out. You're an adult. You will figure this out. And with my coworkers and, um, just being as strong as I could, I did, you know, I, I found my apartment. I was going to have to pay child support. I mean, these things that I didn't even think of and child support for two children can be quite spendy. And so, you know, finding out what I could do to survive on my own and, um, you know, it just basically brought me to a point in my life where I had to basically stop what I was doing because I didn't want to lose any more than I already had. And it's not something that the ex-husband was able to get over very easily. Um, But, you know, we move onward and upward. And um, that's where the next chapter of my life came in, when things started to really turn around for me. And, you know, it's taken a long time. I will finish up my story on the next episode. Thanks for listening, and if you have a story you'd like to share or have any questions, please email me, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, and until next time, remember, no judgment. Goodbye.